calling all pop culture enthusiasts. Are you obsessed with all things celebrity? Do you live for the drama, the laughs, and the unexpected moments that unfold on social media? Then you're going to want to tune into the Comments by Celebs podcast. Join us three times a week as we deep dive into every aspect of pop culture. Whether it's dissecting the latest trends or just chatting about your favorite celebs, Comments by Celebs has you covered. We have new episodes out every week. Follow and listen to Comments by Celebs on the free Odyssey app or wherever you get your podcasts. How are you, Cody? Love your shirt, by the way. <laughs> you like that? I got my Kojo yeah. shirt on. It's just, <laughs> I have to tell you, it is like such a good fitting shirt. It's like long and slender, which is sometimes hard to find. So I appreciate Thank my wife it. For that. Oh, well, yes. Thank oh. you so much. <laughs> That's awesome. Speaking of your wife, let's talk about um, this single that was kind like feels so perfect to your relationship with your wife. The painter headed up the charts. What did you think the first time that you heard this? I've said this before. It was very simple. It was a simple song. It was a simple production. The melodic structure is very simple. There's not any frills to it. And so it forces you to really listen to the words. And, you know, things like she talks about the future, like she's flipping through a magazine or she uh, gets excited about all my crazy dreams or for every wall I built, she saw a canvas or she reminds me that it's not too late to start again. And I mean, I'm like all those things I was sitting there and I'm, I'm, I've kind of had my eyes closed and I was like, well, that's her. Okay. That's her wow, that's her. And I'm going, this is like, I could, why didn't I write this about her? But, you know, it was, it was so perfect that I thought we're not going to church this up. You know, there are 10 million people out there in the world that feel this way about their spouse. And it may not be your spouse. It may be your daughter or your son or your dad or your mom or, but somebody painted our lives. And I think that that song, wherever it takes you, it paints not to be cliche, but it paints such a beautiful picture in your mind. Totally. No, I completely agree with you. Now I have to ask, what did your wife think the first time that she heard it? I told her, I was like, I recorded a song for you. She's like, oh, really? <laughs> of course you did. Lead with uh, that. <laughs> yeah. I'm like, I recorded this for you. And I played it for her and she kind of teared up. And she was like, oh, thank you. And it's not just, Aww. that's Brandy, you know, just, you don't get a whole lot of, but she, she really didn't like the big screen at, at the award show there that we'd had her all on, on blast with her face up there. She didn't know that was coming. Well, usually as a lady, we like to pre-approve the photos, so I can see why she might have not been a super excited. It yeah. was a great photo, but sometimes you like to pick it as the lady. <laughs> she also doesn't like being in the spotlight, so obviously they stick her on camera on national television, and she was like... <laughs> it's me, I'm the painter. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> That's awesome. Well, you guys did such a good job with that performance, and you know, following a single as big as Till You Can't, like sometimes when it comes to picking the next song, it can be a little bit stressful or nerve-wracking. Did you feel that at all, or were you like, no, this is it, and I feel so confident about it? Well, we followed, honestly, well, we followed Till You Can't with Human, which made it to the top five, didn't get a number one with it, and everybody was so concerned, we don't feel like this is going to get number one, and I was like, doesn't matter. I've been in this business for 17 years. And I'm just now reaching fans across the globe that have never heard of me. And I thought, what better time to introduce myself with saying, hey, look, if you see me on TV, don't get it twisted. I'm I'm very much still trying to figure this whole life thing out, just like you are, where there's no difference, you know? And, yeah. and so we got a top five. We didn't get a number one. Boo-hoo. Man, I'm never going to chase number ones. I'm here to put out music that I believe in and tell stories that are real. With the painter, it was a no-brainer. Everybody's long live country music. Jesus loves you. Dirt cheap. We need to go with this other song or this other song, blah, 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 blah. And I'm going, but what's one song? And I did, did not say this. These are five people that I, the only five people that I keep in the room that I go, I want your opinion and your opinion. And what's the one song? It's the painter. Okay. What's the one? It's the painter. And whenever you have a unanimous decision like that, the last time we had a unanimous decision like that was till you can't. Talk to me about 
till you can't. Now, I know this story, but I want to hear you tell it because I actually heard it at a writer's round. I just think that the story of Till You Can't, like the life of that song is so interesting. Can you talk about that? Well, I mean, Vince Dennis and Matt Rogers wrote this song and it just kind of sat there and it sat there. and Like 10 years, know, right? Yeah, it was it was over a decade that it sat on a desk. And that's just sad to me. You know, and, and, and it's also it's also proof that the song needs the right person. I, and I'm not going to say names or songs, but there are other songs that I've heard that I'm like, you know, that if that person hadn't done that song, this other person could have done that. And it would have been a huge success. Totally. I think that everything happens for a reason. And that song found its way to me. And it was meaningful for me because I needed that song at that point in my life uh, for some perspective changes and some different things that I had going on in my head. And, and, and then I got to sing it with passion, which affected other people when they heard it and it changed their life. And I think that it was such a snowball effect. That, but that's also a reason why I don't cut all my own songs. If I was one of those guys that said, I want to just cut what I write, I'd have never had till you can. Yeah, which is why it's so important. And there's so many amazing songwriters between Nashville and Texas that are making great yeah. music. So it's like, why would you not? Can you talk more about like, what? how did Till You Can't like change specific things in your life for you? As a husband, don't be, stop taking things for granted. As, as a dad, make sure that you're involved in every aspect of those kids' lives. Be their best friend. Be their, their confidant. Be there for them. Be present. Don't go home and, well, I'm home and I'm here, so I'm putting in the time. No, you're not. Be there. Pick up the phone when people ring. You know, when people ring your phone, pick it up. Talk to them. Say you're sorry to people. Forgive people. You know, try to love people more because life is short. And uh, it wasn't very long after I recorded Till You Can't. It was on its way up the charts. My best friend, my, my personal assistant, right-hand man, whatever you want to call him, my wife and my tour manager, Jackson, were on a plane coming from Mississippi, going to Austin to do a NASCAR race, National Anthem, get on a private jet, and we're going to fly through the night. And uh, long story short, the jet stalled an engine failure and we, we started plummeting from about 41,000 feet down to about oh 10,000 feet. And the pilot said, you know, like, this is it. We're going down. And I, I remember thinking about all the things I'd left unsaid and all the things I'd left unfinished and how angry I was at myself for, you know, immediately I thought, you know, I should have said that. I should have did this and I, I don't want to live with that regret anymore. And the next night when I sang Till You Can't, I went, this song was for me. The song was for yeah. me and it changed my perspective and, you know, and I hope that it's affected other people the way it's affected me. And I, and I thank radio a lot for giving it such a huge platform because without that I wouldn't be able to reach so many people. That is, I have never heard that story before, Cody. That is crazy. It was pretty crazy. Like, how did you get on a plane after that? I would have been like petrified. I'd be like, I'm Dolly Parton. Now I only travel by bus the rest of my life. I'm a little different. It was, it was very tough mentally, but just like riding bulls, whenever I used to ride bulls as, as a younger man. Uh, you're going to get bucked off and you're going to get stomped and you're going to break a bone. And then you go, you got to go get back on. You know, it's like I taught that to my kids riding a bike or riding your horse. When you yeah. fall down, it's going to be scary and it's going to hurt, but you've got to get back on because it's going to teach you that concept for the rest of your life. And that's kind of where I, that's the mentality I took to it. And then, you know, like a couple of weeks later, we're riding down the road in the bus and I start thinking about, I'm laying in the back of this bus with no seatbelt on going 60 miles or 65 miles an hour. And then we hit some bumps in construction. I'm going, this is probably more dangerous than the plane. <laughs> so just compartmentalize and move on. It's a dangerous life you live as a touring country yeah. music artist. Yeah. I'm curious too, you know, having a song like Till You Can't, I can only imagine probably on a daily, if not hourly basis, the amount of stories that people share with you that are something similar to how that song has changed their life. Yeah. And you know, it's not just that song. It was like human, again, back to what I said a minute ago, 
human wasn't a number one, but I've had so many people come up to me and give me stories from human until you can't and how it changed their lives. I mean, there was a young lady in Australia that came up to me and meet and greet and explained to me how human came on as she was about to commit suicide and decided oh not gosh. to. And she said, who's this guy, Cody Johnson? And the next song that comes on is Till You Can't. And she said, I just want to thank you. Like, it saved my life. And I'm like, that's that's so much bigger than a platinum record or a number one hit. Like, that's yeah. that's, that's making something real out there in this world that uh, can't put a stamp on. No, and that's one of those moments where I feel like music is so spiritual. Like, there's just, like, some sort of higher power comes through music. And that story is a perfect example of it. Oh, yeah. So I wanted to talk to you um, about your nickname, Kojo. How long have you had this? Where did this start? Is there like a specific person? Because like fans know you as that, but I know that your team also calls you that. Uh, Trent Wilman, my producer, one of my best friends for God, going almost 20 years now. You know, first name Cody, C-O, last name yeah. Johnson, J-O. And he just, Kojo. And I was like, you know, what did he call me? And then kept on. And then people started calling me Kojo. And it was just, it just kind of took off. And what he didn't realize that is that Coho in Spanish means limp like a lame horse. And then there's also this other in like Mexican slang. It means something pretty bad. Oh like, my God. Great, great. It's like another word for sissy. Okay. You know gotcha. I mean? And I'm like, <laughs> wow. And I was like, did you know that? He goes, no, I had no idea. And I'm like, well, we got it on Kojo music, Kojo merch, Kojo nation, Kojo land and cattle. Like we've got this thing's all over the place. Thanks buddy. Yeah. We can't take that back. Oh my God. Yeah. That's incredible. So your most recent album that you released like late last year, leather on there, there's two collaborations. The first one I want to talk about is with jelly roll. Just speak a little bit about the friendship that the two of you have formed. Man. I, I, I honestly, I just had this conversation a minute ago. It was a very similar question. And I'm, I don't know how to fabricate my answer any different than in, we we have a real connection. You know, we've been through a lot in our lives. There's a lot. He's been very public about what he's been through. I kind of keep my, my stuff tucked away, but we both had troubles with him. Substance Me at one time was alcohol and, and, you know, mistakes that we've made and people that we've hurt and things we've said and the regret and living with it. And that song whiskey bent was just a, it was a great song for us to have an outlet together. And, you know, he's authentic. Those face, those face tattoos, that ain't, that ain't an act. That's who he is. Yeah. And when you see my cowboy hat, that is not an act. That's who I am. I wear one every day. You know, I am a cowboy and he is what he is. And I think that that's so relatable to the two of us that it creates a great friendship that, you know, honestly, most of the time we don't even talk about music. It's just about life and yeah. our drive and our ambition and who we want to be as men, as, as parents, as, as, as husbands. And uh, me and Jelly Roll are probably more alike than me and any other person in country music that wears a cowboy hat. I could totally see that. I feel like you're demeaning, like everything about you guys and the messages that you put out, especially in your music. Like I, I very much agree with that and see that. You also got to work with Brooks and Dunn on this album. Talk about what it was like to get Kicks and Ronnie on this record. Well, I mean, it's freaking cool. I mean, yeah, first of all, number one. <laughs> we're sitting in the studio and I'm like, I'm recording with Brooks and Dunn right now. This is freaking cool. I mean, we had done the reboot album, you know, and that's different because it was their album. Mm-hmm. And it's it's kind of like it's kind of like being it. And I'm sorry, Brooks and Dunn, but Ronnie and Kicks, you're gonna have to take a second place to reboot. And I think that they would both agree with that. But yeah. it comes close yeah. to be like in the studio with you're being like, look at these legendary icons that I've wanted to be like my entire life. I really appreciated them doing it because they did it the way I did it. They went out and played honky tonks and bars, and they they earned it, and they didn't just get things handed to them. So we have that kindred spirit of being the road warriors and 
you know, even to be, be able to perform that song with them at Bridgestone was just surreal. I'm like, I look over at my band guys that have been with me, some of them for almost 15 years are going, this is cool. Right. I was going to ask you that. Like, what's the last moment you had recently where you did something similar that you looked around and you're like, what is happening to me right now? <laughs> that, that's that's probably it. Playing on stage with them, you know, with them cameoing with me at Bridgestone, I was like, here I am in Nashville in a town where people said, nope, you'll never make it because you wear a cowboy hat and you're from Texas. And here I am performing to a sold out crowd with special guests. No big deal. Brooks and Dunn. I'm like, <laughs> Who's done <laughs> Take now? that. Yeah. <laughs> I love that. And you you mentioned this a little bit, but you have such an interesting story, like your journey in music, but also what you were doing before this. You mentioned bull riding. Do you how do you feel like bull riding and rodeo kind of like gave you skills that maybe help you now as a touring artist? You find a way to to have no quit. There's a lot of grit to being a cowboy. You don't have to be the strongest, but if you have the most heart, then you have the most uh chance for success. It's about work ethic. It's about perseverance. And it's about blocking out the negative, blocking out the no and focusing on the positive and focusing on the yes. And uh, also don't get too caught up on the gold buckle because there's always another one around the corner that you can go win. For instance, my first thought after I walked off stage at Bridgestone is I went, I'm, I'm coming for you, Nissan Stadium. Like I, that's, yeah. that's the way my mentality thinks. And I think that that's something you can only learn in the cowboy life in the, in the Western industry. And, you know, you're seeing a lot of more people putting on hats and a lot more people dressing like cowboys and things like that. I'm like, you know what? That's good. If they think it's cool and they think there's a romance about it, eventually they're going to tap into the way of life and the work ethic and the moral ethic and, and the moral fiber that we have as, as a Western way of life. I totally agree with you on that. I was saying to somebody the other day, I was like, I think the country music in general is going to have a really big year this year, like becoming much more mainstream than it has in the past. And I'm like, and that's a good thing for everyone. Like if more people are listening to country music and the country yeah. way of life, like how is that not great for the greater good? Right. And it goes back to, I've said this a million times when I was a kid, I had a pair of Air Jordans and a red Chicago Bulls jersey with the number 23 yeah. on it. And I am the worst basketball player you've ever seen. And, you know, it's like, <laughs> totally. if you, you know, and I take pride in the fact that I'm getting to take a little part in country music history to be, help be an ambassador for what we stand for and to kind of bring us a little bit back more to some traditional sounds and some traditional ways that tip our hat to where we came from before we move forward into this huge life that you're talking about. No, absolutely. And before we completely get away from the rodeo talk, I want to know how many bones did you break while doing that? And what was the most painful one? Uh, well, while bull riding, I broke my right leg in two places. I had to have three surgeries and pins, and that was pretty rough. Uh, separating my right shoulder, my right clavicle was broken. I broke two ribs, so my left side and my back. Uh, ribs still hurt, like sometimes like when it gets cold. Uh, but I've got stuff that I didn't break that still hurts all the time from that. But like since I've been team roping, I've broken my left pinky in half. I broke this finger that no longer goes straight. I try to keep it hit a lot like that, but that's kind of the way it Fingers hurt. I would I a finger. I mean, like when you break a leg, like people feel real sorry for you. You get to go to the doctor. You get to spend time on the couch, and everybody brings you food. And poor baby, when you break a finger, nobody cares, and it really freaking no. hurts. Yeah. <laughs> this is so true. And I also know that, you know, rodeo, a way of life, it's kind of like a family affair for you guys because I did see little Clara May mutton busting at the Houston Rodeo and I thought that was so cool. <laughs> yeah, and a couple weeks after that, she actually won a she won her first mutton busting buckle at the she... Cody Smith Memorial Rope and Yad. And if oh we my gosh. you know, we she's she's barrel she's wanting to start barrel racing now. We're just at the house kind of practicing before she goes out to the big stuff. But if she's nine and Corey's seven and every time we rope they get out there and they ride their horses and 
I'm encouraging them to rope and, and it'll be one of those things where eventually I'm going to be the dad and driving down the road after I get off the road on Sunday morning, loading up all the horses and taking them to a junior rodeo. And that's, that's perfectly <laughs> all right with me. Yeah, that's going to be great. Well, listen, you, your career has just been on a rocket ship these last couple of years. I'm curious for you, like, what is the next goal that you and your team are working towards? You mentioned something like playing Nissan stadium, what are other things you're trying to like get to this year? Well, yeah, uh, we're going to Canada this year for a full blown tour. Um, the last time we were in Canada, we opened up for my good buddy Randy Hauser, which was awesome. But we've never actually got to go to Canada and spend some time up there just touring it as its own country. We take for granted as American artists because we can just pop up there and pop back down. But like, mm-hmm. I've always wanted to go spend some time up there where we just go play Canada for a while. It'll make those fans feel appreciated. We're going to Brazil this year to the largest rodeo in Brazil to play, which is wow. huge. Next year, we'll be going to the UK for a tour. We're going to Australia for a tour. I want to go to as many places as I possibly can. You know, Elvis was my favorite artist of all time, and he didn't get to do that. And mm-hmm. I, I want to go through all these places. I do I do want to take my show. This year, we play a lot in the round at these basketball stadiums and these hockey stadiums, meaning in the round, meaning having people behind you as well. I want to take this opportunity to show people that I'm an entertainer and that I can play these shows in the round and I can hold all those people in the palm of my hand for every show so that whenever we move to stadiums, I can step my game up and change my show even more and take it to a greater level. So, I mean, that there's always, there's always goals and that I don't know about my team, but those are mine. Awesome. Well, listen, Cody Johnson, it was so great to talk to you. I like, I'm so excited to see this song doing so well. Got our fingers crossed for big number one for you. And thank you so much for the time today. Thanks Katie. I really appreciate it. Calling all pop culture enthusiasts. Are you obsessed with all things celebrity? Do you live for the drama, the laughs and the unexpected moments that unfold on social media? Then you're going to want to tune in to the Comments by Celebs podcast. Join us three times a week as we deep dive into every aspect of pop culture. Whether it's dissecting the latest trends or just chatting about your favorite celebs, Comments by Celebs has you covered. We have new episodes out every week. Follow and listen to Comments by Celebs on the free Odyssey app or wherever you get your podcasts.